I was watching the movie Pulp Fiction and that scene where Uma Thurman and John Travolta go back to the apartment and there's a really nice reel-to-reel -reel in the wall of that apartment. I think it's a TIAC X2000. And I thought, wow, I want one of those. This is the Press Play Podcast. Brought to you by Real Resilience. John Farrow of Righteous Reels, summing up one of the reasons we all love open reel tape machines. We'll be hearing more from John and his range of reels for all open reel tape recorders later on, as he's my guest in this episode. Now we've hit a mini milestone, and I'm pleased you're able to share in it. We're 10! I have to admit, when compared to other, shall we say, mass market podcasts, for them, reaching that number is probably no trouble at all. But for me, fitting the recording and production in around the million and one other things I have to do in running real resilience and just living, I'm proud to have reached that number. You see, it's only me who does this. I don't have ranks of researchers and producers in a back office somewhere. But what I have had is the privilege to have talked to some good people from across the world who have been kind enough to give up their time and talk to me about an aspect of tape or tape recorders or recording to tape. And I thank them all and wish them every success in their hobby, passion or business connected with the format. If you want to be part of an upcoming episode, then do please drop me a line. Perhaps you represent a company producing a product connected with tape or tape recorders, a recording artist or record company using the format to create music or an individual passionate about these machines we love. So do please drop me a line. Using the submission form on the Real Resilience website is probably the best way. You can find it on the front page under the uh, Inquiry Book a Repair tab. And the address is www.realresilience.co.uk. That's www.realresilience.co.uk. Staying with the website, I've recently added another free document to the download section. This one is on tape editing. Back in my BBC days in the 1990s, I spent two years training reporters on the aspects of their job, one of which was tape editing. I've had to delve deep into my cobweb memory of doing this training and then to put it down on paper. You know, it's a bit like tying shoelaces. We all know how to do it, but try explaining that to someone. The gallery has been added to as well, more tape recorder art with, hopefully, a few tips for you too. I'm also pleased to announce that Real Resilience can now support machines using half-inch wide tape. A two-track mastering machine using this tape width is really the ultimate in quality you can get from tape, that wide recording track making for a great signal-to-noise ratio. But this tape format was also used on budget multi-track machines too, Tascam amazingly managing to squeeze 16 tracks across that width. That's a track width that's less than eighth the width of a single track on a two-track machine. Imagine that. Many repair houses are geared to quarter-inch, and I'm sure they do a great job. Real Resilience is, of course, set up for quarter-inch too, and I also work on the big stuff, the two-inch, 24-track recorders found in studios. But I've noticed that owners of half- and one-inch machines don't have that much choice, so I've decided to address it. Be it a two-track or multi-track machine using half-inch tape, we can now support it. We now also sell the second oil recommended by Studer for the lubrication of their capstan motors. I've been selling PDP65 oil in the shop and it's now our biggest seller. So to complement this, I've added GLY2100. Before purchasing, go to the download section of the Real Resilience website and download Studer Protocol 174. This document details the type of oil you need to use depending on the age of your Studer or Revox. And lastly, the newsletter came out last month. 
If you wish to receive a copy in your email inbox, again, go to the Real Resilience website, but this time click on the newsletter tab and add your details. This episode of Press Play very much deals with the visual, which may seem strange considering OpenReal is a sound format, but pretty much since the visual media started, I reckon tape machines have made an appearance. Aesthetically, they've just got it. Those big reels turning, the meters moving, the lights flashing. Well, well, you don't need me to tell you, but you can see the attraction for a film director to use one on their set. Our guest interview this episode is a person who addresses the visual image of the tape recorder. John Farrer runs Righteous Reels, based in Dalton, Pennsylvania, where he produces a range of, well, simply awesome aluminium reels for tape machines. John opened the discussion with a question to me, and we led off from there. How is it that you found me? Your company popped up on Facebook, if I remember. Somebody passed on, you know, I've got my, my tape machine, and people were going, wow, where did you get the reels from? That's, right. that's how I found you. That Facebook reel-to-reel uh, -reel enthusiast uh, group is my only advertising. I put stuff on uh, eBay, and I do shameless self-promotion on that. That's what you got to uh, do. Real, exactly that that real to real enthusiast uh, group. Tell me your background in tape machines and tape recorders. How did you get into it? Well, I've been a musician all my life, and back in the day, let's say back in the eighties, bands that I was in, we would get old like Wallen sacks and record ourselves, and then eventually got a, like a good Akai, what was really good at the time. Then for years, I just didn't do anything with tape at all. I mean, you know, that was just in the past. But the way that I got into it recently was, believe it or not, I was watching the movie Pulp Fiction for like the hundredth time. And that scene where Uma Thurman and John Travolta go back to the apartment and she's about to OD. And there's a really nice reel-to-reel -reel in the wall of that apartment. I think it's a uh, TAC X2000. And I was, and I thought, wow, I want one of those. And so then I went on the lookout for some nice reel-to-reel -reel machines, and I found some. Because of that, I had the idea, I got the idea to do something with the reels that was, you know, new and different and you know, able to do custom work. And I just thought it would be an interesting project because I like functional art, which is really what I've done for the last 30 years was in woodworking. I was making functional art and selling it through galleries all over the States. So I'm into functional art and the reels just seem like another perfect opportunity. Have you got a metalworking background? You said functional art, but these reels, and I'm looking at your website now, and they are, they are beautiful. Uh, incidentally, you. it's righteousreels.com. That's R-I-T-H-T-E-O-U-S, reels.com. You've got reels there for 5-inch, 7-inch, 10.5-inch, and some of your designs are just absolutely fantastic. I mean, I, was, I, I just looked at the 10.5-inch uh, the reels. You've got ones that are beautiful metal etchings like the uh, Oompa Loompa, which seems <laughs> a series of circles all around it. But the ones yep. that amazes me is you've also got like almost like graphics or, or colour graphics behind the reel. Have you got a metalworking background as well as a design background? I don't have a metalworking background, but I do. It just turned, it was a coincidence that I got this idea for the reels 
and I have access to a metal cutting laser. So knowing how to use AutoCAD, which is a you know drawing program that you can turn into machine code, I uh, cut any shape. So anything that I can come up with. As for the coloring in the background, I figured out a way, which is my proprietary method, to be able to print onto the aluminum by using a secret formula. <laughs> I like that secret. Yep. Well, let me just I'll say that it's um, a form of sublimation printing. So you've got, if we take those uh, printed reels as an example, I can see that you, for instance, you've got a sort of standard reel with the, let's call it the radiation kind of uh, logo, three, three triangles yeah. cut into it at the top. And then underneath yeah. that, on the lower platter, you've got the image. So that lower platter is just a solid aluminium circle, is it? And then you've got the, the cutout on top. Is that right? That's right. That's exactly right. The, the back flange is solid. That's the right word, flange. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> so these reels, unless someone asks me, and because I'm really flexible, right? I'm a one-man operation. So if someone asks me to cut both sides because they need to flip their reels over, okay, I'll do that. But I, it, I think that most people or a lot of people don't have, you know, they have auto-reverse or they're using a 10-inch machine that they don't really flip the reels over that much occasionally i run into someone that wants both sides cut and i'm happy to do it but it reveals the image as the tape comes off as well i can see that if it's on the or, or disappears if it's on the take-up spool how are they made are they stamped or are they etched they're cut with a laser cut with a laser all right so you've got yeah. this great metal cutting laser in your in your backyard have you or something <laughs> i have access to a laser yeah no i don't have one it is a really big machine <laughs> but i have access to it and uh so that really worked out well for me I've been speaking to people who've been making uh, accessories for tape machines. And incidentally, if you're listening to this and you're a company that's producing other accessories for tape machines, please get in touch with me. Probably the best way is via the um, submission form on my website, realresilience.co.uk. But John, you're making reels here that are applicable to all machines, full stop. That's it, isn't it? Whether they take five inch, seven inch or ten and a half, you're covering all the bases, aren't you? Which is uh, it's just great. I was trying to, and at first was just doing the sevens when I got the original idea. I started doing these in January of 2017. And so I was, you know, just learning then, because this was an idea I had like out of the blue. I said to my wife, look, I'm going to start a business of making these reels. And she was, <laughs> she was like, ha ha ha. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. But then they started selling. And so I was make, I started the tens and then the fives came about because that guy Techmoan, you know who he is? He's in the UK as well. Yeah, that's right. I know him. Yeah. He did the recreation of the opening scene of Mind Hunters and needed the reels for that. So he tracked me down and I made custom reels for that video of his, which led to a whole bunch of people wanting five inch reels. So started making those too. Why not go where the market is? <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised how popular they are. Actually, your wife probably thought, "Yeah, right. How many of those are you going to sell?" There we are. Yeah, you proved you proved it wrong. Fortunately, that's, that's a great thing. Yeah, I wasn't trying to prove it wrong. I was just no. saying, "Oh well, because of an illness, I couldn't go back to what I was doing before, and I had to do something that was like a little bit simpler." And the real idea just was appealing to me, and working out. It's great. Where's your uh, biggest market? Obviously, I, I see from your site you're doing free shipping in the States. Is that correct? Yeah, it's free shipping in the States. And then I have like a flat rate to other international places. I sell a lot in the UK, actually. And Australia is a popular place 
for reels as well. Um, that would be like worldwide. That would probably be in Germany also. I sell there pretty often. So those countries, if you ask me, were into the reel to reel action. My main market is United States. And by the way, this week on that reel to reel enthusiast group, I'm going to show some new work of mine. And it's pretty nice if I do say so myself. Sounds good. You've got the flanges. I've got the name right there. Are you making the actual, for, for say, for the 10.5-inch reels, are you actually making the, the, the hubs as well, or are, are you buying those Yes, in? I'm making the hubs. I 3D print them. So that means, obviously, you're selling quarter-inch, but you could make a half-inch and two-inch if you want. I mean, perhaps probably two, two. You have. Fine. I say yeah. perhaps probably two inches. I haven't done... No, I haven't done two-inch, but I have done one inch yeah yeah the game because people want one inch and half and half inch tapes so they'll, they'll still use those on their own personal players so uh you know there's a, yeah. there's a market for those so so you make the whole lot end-to-end basically from the hub and the flange and the designs That's, exactly i'm not tied into any particular design like i can change or make new work anytime you know that i come up with a new idea looking at your site here some beautiful designs but are you sticking to these kind of beautiful esoteric designs or are you just doing the bulk standard spoked ones as, as we know or the, the three slot yeah. uh, hub you, you'll make those as well really yeah i think there's some like that on there and the one that i call coffin it's got coffin shapes going around it's like spokes right that's kind of a traditional style but i like to be unique about it and you know veer away from what everyone else is doing well, I, I like cool sax guy and cool bass guy. I think they're uh, they're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely intricate designs yeah, of, right? of, as a three bass players going round on your reels. And it's uh, it's great stuff. And the, the guys playing the saxophone, yeah, they're really wonderful, uh, wonderful. They're almost pieces of art, really. That's that's they are more than just the functional thing to hold the tape, aren't they? That's exactly what I'm talking about. I consider them functional art. This is my art project. It's functional and it's my art project. This is the Press Play Podcast, brought to you by Real Resilience. John spoke about appearances of tape machines in films and TV series, so I've added YouTube links to these on the website blog and on the Facebook page. When you see the opening sequence of Mindhunter, you will see the reels that Matt Taylor of Techmoan wanted for his machine, and they are now available on John's site. Just search for Mindhunter. By the way, a note about the Pulp Fiction clip. Viewer discretion is advised. One, because of the drug references and the images. And two, that X2000 Uma Thurman uses could really do with a set of reels from John to set it off. Staying with tape recorder appearances on film, I can suggest a few instances, but I know there are many, many more. The Barbarian Sound Studio is a good one, especially if you're into Nagras. The Lives of Others, a German language film set in 1980s East Germany, sees the appearance of viewers, and tape and tape recorders plays a central role in Amazon's The Vast of the Night, which I watched just recently. So, if you can drag your eyes and ears away from your machines going round and listening to the sound it makes, why not line up some tape machine viewing? We return to part two of my chat with John Farrer and start with his tape recorder collection, but listen on as John will be offering a discount on his reels to press play listeners. You've got machines of your own. You mentioned that you've I had do. those. How many, how many have you got? I've got four. I've got uh, a Tascam 34. I've got a Akai GX635. I've got a Tascam 22-2. 
And I have a kind of basket case of Kai. I don't remember what the model of that one is. It's the one with the eight-track tape in the side of it. It's nice to actually hear variety. I mean, the the I, I, as I say to people, Studer Revox, especially in Europe, is so uh, dominant. You know, they were the biggest company. But I I try yeah. and open this podcast up to to all machines because you know let's not be discriminatory here. And it's uh, it's nice to hear you've got a nice selection of machines, which with these reels on them, it really would set them off, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it does. And, so, and actually, some of these machines, like this Kai especially, which is the GX635D, like I said, it's like a work of art in itself. It's a functional, hmm. it's functional art, again, as, you know, just looking at the thing, it's beautiful. So any other plans for making, you know, other products for the tape machine market? You know, I don't know what else I could do with... Uh, short of the reels what other parts i would be making no i'm I plan to continue with the reels making c- cool new designs keep changing you know i don't really look at my quote unquote competition i try not to be influenced by anything so i don't think you've but, got competition but, in the real market have you i mean you see well, you, you see sort of uh, uh basf or revox reels come up occasionally on on ebay and, and on, on on the facebook post but these particular reels to me are they're unique yeah, well they're that's what i'm going for they're unique they're functional art and what when i look at my the other people that there are other people selling reels and most of them they all look the same and so that's what i'm trying to get away from like do something that's like really different price wise i mean i'm just looking at them and i, I and i and i think it's realistic and you've got say 64.99 75 for the uh, with the solid flange with the images behind it is that what people are expecting to pay are they they say yep yeah, for the work the, the work involved that's a realistic price you know honestly i sort of went with the what will the market bear approach and i think that really if i start analyzing this business like a businessman maybe my prices are a little low but um just the aluminum itself is expensive and then all the laser time and me printing Mm. stuff and you know i do i like to do funky packaging and so if you look for righteous reels on ebay you'll see that there's a lot of happy people from my uh, feedback. You said presentation. I noticed you're also doing a presentation box, a handcrafted black walnut box. So people would want to put the reel just in a presentation box, would they, rather than actually stick it on their tape machine? It was an idea. Like, let's just say somebody's retiring from the recording business or they're like a reel-to-reel enthusiast and they their uh, wife or whoever wants to buy them a nice present in a presentation box yeah it was an idea that i had uh, for sure and i sold some of them i didn't I haven't made any of those in like a year that's fair enough but it's that as, as you rightly say there's a good sort of present opportunity there and we get that with the sort of in the vinyl market sometimes people buy the copy of the vinyl lp and they don't even play it they play the digital download and the actual album yeah. sits in these sort of sort of wall hanging plastic. Um, uh, yeah, yeah they sit in plastic these sort of wall hanging frames so yeah why yeah not? you don't want to you don't want to put any no. scratches in that valuable vinyl, right? Exactly. So, you don't want to put scratches yeah. on these valuable, uh, beautiful reels that you make. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're made to be used. So what people do with them, I don't know. Some people have told me that they hang them on their wall. I don't know. Well, you know, why not? So just to recap, where are you selling these again? 
on my website, which is RighteousReels.com, which is, of course, my preferred method of sales, because then eBay isn't my 10% partner. But I also sell them on eBay just because I think a lot of people look for reel-to-reel equipment on eBay. And my advertising, like I said, is the uh, reel-to-reel enthusiast groups on Facebook, which is really works out pretty well, I guess, because who else would I be selling to, right? Captive audience, it's very niche. Yeah, exactly. Go with the market, Liz. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I thank you very much for your time. I think they're a great product, and I'm going to look to invest in a couple for my machines. I've got a um, uh, last podcast. I said I've got a B77, Reebok B77, that, for want of a better word, I've been blinging, adding a bit of extra nah. different lights on it. I've changed the counter. I've changed all the, the meter colors and that kind of thing because I just want it as a machine to go in the living room rather than something that's just uh, functional. And I think a set of these reels on here will really, really look fantastic on them, and I will be... Uh, placing an order in the next uh, couple of months I reckon for a couple of ten and a half inch reels don't know what whether to go for the funky bass guy or the uh, or the <laughs> Oompa Loompa I think I quite like that oh one yeah well. the Oompa Loompa yeah, is yeah, nice but, and but keep an eye out for this week on the reel to reel enthusiast group I've got some new ones that I'm saying are pretty nice you know and different way <laughs> different than anything else you'll see anywhere for sure are these limited runs or will you go back to, to, to making? For instance, I do notice on your site at the moment it's some uh, some of them are sold out. Is that the end of the run or will you, if, if I went back and say, I would like a, an Arches uh, um, uh, reel, which is currently sold out on your website, you go, yeah, I can make that again for you. Yeah, that's a good question because, you know, some of what I will repeat is because people are buying them and then some of those ones that are sold out might be i only sold like a couple of them and i just never took it off of the website you know the ones that say sold out but a lot of those do get sold out so it, it, i don't know how to answer the question exactly because they are limited edition they're limited to what i can produce as one guy doing this and maybe they're co- the collectible of the future because they are so limited edition but i don't put numbers on them and say okay this is one of a hundred or whatever you know what i mean yeah i do that's fair enough so ultimately if you it did say sold out there and I, perhaps i was willing to wait you could make me a, a set of lightning bolt skulls or the real deal or something like that if you've done the design it's possible to get hold of them then yes yeah i do custom work or special requests all the time but i usually cut a large batch at once and so let's say like every four weeks or so i'm making a new run and which will be an assortment of tens and fives and sevens and so if someone wants something custom you know it could take up to a four week lead time Good things in life are worth waiting for. <laughs> I do have an I do have another idea that you asked me if I was going to do anything else. I think since I did work out this printing on a reel, people who release music on tape, I could print their name, their logo, lyrics to a song, you know, whatever, on the front flange, whatever they would want. So, but I'd yet to tap into that market exactly. I've got some contacts for you. So, I mean, that's the great thing about this hobby or, or genre, really. You know, we're, yeah. we're, we're all friends in it, really, and we'll try and help ourselves out. But, yeah, I certainly I know of a few of the companies and contacts who, who are making the pre-recorded uh, tapes. So, yeah, it could be an option for them. Or like studio names, and, mm. you know, that's another possibility mm. that use tape. 
As an aside, I would like to offer a coupon code for my website. If you put the coupon code CLAMS Casino in the coupon code box, you'll get 10% off. So, can you just spell that? Clams, like, you know, clams that live in the sand, and mm. casino. All right. Like a, like a casino yep. where you gamble, and it's all one word. Okay. So that's Clams Casino, and we, we can put that in the coupon code on the website. So that's open to anybody who's listening to this. It will be there pretty much forever. So is that okay to uh, anybody who listens to this and puts that, um, that coupon code in in the future? That'll be valid, will it? Maybe. <laughs> well, there we are. There's, there's a good reason there to uh, not to delay. If you're listening to this and you want your 10% off your Righteous Reels purchase, don't delay. So if you're listening to this, say, in a year's time, you might have missed the bus. Uh, John... Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah. John, thank you very much. I don't know what day of the week it is anymore. <laughs> yeah, long... I know. That I know. With, with, the, with, all, with everybody still locked down, yes. John, thank you very much for your time. It's nice talking to you. It's lovely talking to you. You look after yourself. and. Yeah. Uh, you you take care and, um, and I hope uh, everything works out well for you and, and all power to righteous reels please take care <laughs> thanks. thanks thanks a lot bye. it was an absolute pleasure to talk to John and very generous of him to offer a discount off his reels to press play listeners a reminder of how to get that discount at checkout go to the discount code box enter clams casino as one word to get that 10% off I have a pair of Oompa Loompa reels on their way to me from John, which will look great on my B77 lounge listener. Incidentally, I'm after two front panels for this machine, as the current ones are badly scratched. So, if you have panels for a B77 Mark II high-speed machine, that's the 7.5 and 15 Ips version, and in great condition, please drop me a line as I'm in the market. I've also got a Ewer 4000 report, and a pair of John's Mindhunter reels will set that off too, so that's a possible purchase. Take a look at Mac Taylor's Tecmo and recreation of the opening sequence of Mindhunter and of course the original. It's fascinating the effort Matt went into to recreate the details. As a result, I've fallen in love with the machine featured in the sequence, the Sony TC510 II. Time to hit the auction sites, methinks. So that's it for this episode of Press Play, the podcast dedicated to, as it says on the leader tape, all things tape and tape recorder. We've made it to 10 and I want many more episodes to come, as I hope you do too. I can't create this podcast from nothing, so once again I thank all those who have appeared so far and I plan to be speaking to many more of you in the future too. Find Real Resilience on the web at realresilience.co.uk and on our Facebook page, Real Resilience. Tape on the TV, recorders in our homes or studios. We all know why we love these machines, so let's keep it real.